At Founders Brewing Company, we set out to create a beer that lets you embrace the unconventional. Mortal Bloom is a radiantly beautiful, hazy IPA that will wrap your taste buds with intense citrus and tropical notes of pineapple and mango. Coming in at 6.2% ABV with big aromatics and no bitterness, it's the perfect beer, if we do say so ourselves. Visit foundersbrewing.com to find Mortal Bloom Hazy IPA. It's okay if you aren't ready for kids right now. It's okay if you don't want to be a mom now or even ever. It's nobody's decision but yours. But do you know what's not okay? Not knowing how effective your birth control is. Talk to your doctor about effective birth control options so you can make an informed decision. Tap to learn more. intro really goes out to any woman who's ever been pregnant in the last like few weeks of your pregnancy. How just like nothing hurts, at least for me. I'm just uncomfortable. And I feel bad for the zero fucks that I have reserved for anything my husband is going through. Like if he doesn't sleep well, I'm like, I don't care. Like I don't say that. I'm telling all these strangers right now, but it's a very feminine feeling to just be like, I'm making a person. I'm exhausted. I like, he's like, yeah, I didn't sleep. Well, not that he's complaining, but you're just like, I don't like, I do not want to hear. I don't want to hear about your discomfort at all. I don't care if your back's broken. (laughs) Don't say these things, but that's how you feel. You know, the shitty version is saying it. The less shitty version is just confiding it into thousands and thousands of listeners. Can he hear from the other room? I'm scared. (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) I can't sleep a full night because my daughter gets up at like 6, 6.30 and the dog alerts me to it. So that wrecks it. It's the dog's fault because she's ungovernable. Now, what is she? What is she? She's just like, hey, someone else is like active or she's like, let's go hang out with her. It's that. Oh, okay. It's like letting you know, like, there's movement. I hear her. So, and it's great if there's like something bad, like she is doing, but it's still just like, oh my God, please. And you, you get so mad and you're like, please shut the fuck up. When she tries to sneak out when she's older, Tianfu is going to rat her out. Oh, big time. Yeah. When she's like five, <laughs> Tianfu will betray you. <laughs> That's what these Tibetan Spaniels do. They guard the palace. And so she, any noise... And differing noises. Like we had people in our house all day and then a new person comes in. I'm laying down and she hears a new voice. She's like, and you're like, thank you for the alarm clock this year. Yeah. Which is great because I do sleep safe and sound knowing that she can hear everything. But also it's like, I've been six weeks away from having a baby for like two months. Like it's enough already. I mean, you've you've looked ready for that baby to come out for a while. Looks Because I think because the rest of you is so small. So then the baby looks like, like you look so pregnant. 
Not a bad, you just, t- you're so pregnant. And I'm tired of talking about it. I really, really am tired of like being backstage and just male comics being like, oh, I didn't know. Like, I don't care if you knew, if you didn't know how you feel, how you think I look, <laughs> good or bad. Everyone's like, you look great. I'm like, I don't care. Right. What? About anything. But here's the thing. Is it weird? Like, let's say I hadn't seen you in a while, okay? And then we run into each other in the green room and you're wildly pregnant. I have to acknowledge that, right? I have to be like, oh, cool. No, just, oh, congratulations. Right. Not, you look great. How you feeling? I'm like, fucking, Bad. do you care? <laughs> right. Leave me alone. I feel fine. <laughs> Can I have your your time, your set time? Now, did you drop yet? Are you carrying higher or bigger? I'm like, what are you adding this to like a spreadsheet? <laughs> you selling this info to Facebook? Why do we have to have this conversation about my body? Let me get some That I would normally- not let you near. <laughs> no, I can only imagine. I just, I imagine all the male comics blood running cold when the pregnant woman comes back into the green room, just like, oh, it could happen to us. You know, that was the vibe for a very long time is you had a lot of comics who would either have a serious girlfriend that no one knew about. Cause like for the longest time, it's like looking single was cooler or you had a wife that no, like people had met like once or twice. And you had kids, whether you wanted them or not. She's like, we're ready, Dan. It's happening. And then you'd get this breed of like male comics that were like a little bitter about the fact that they had to be dads or that they accidentally had a kid. And for years, it was like, take my wife, please. And kind of like this horrible attitude toward women. You'd be like, you're married with two kids? Like, that's so weird because you're always so drunk and sloppy. (laughs) And I was actually thinking about it today, how like the tide has turned a little bit, not just in the way men are, because I don't really care about that, but like male comics that are like fathers. There's always been, I know Bill Cosby's a bad example, but still like <laughs> oh, family. No. Co- I mean, that's we, we're allowed to say these words, people. Can't take away from the comedy that have, like the comedies about their family or like right. Ray Romano. Uh, but now it's more like it's like comics that are just like normalizing. Like, I'm a father. Like I don't hate my wife. I don't hate my kids. I don't think that ruined my shot at fame, but more importantly, you're seeing the normalcy in women being mothers or being pregnant or just being normal people versus these like road dogs that like hang out with the guys, which you still can be, but I think it's just becoming, I think more normal women are doing stand up now. Like, yeah. <laughs> versus like lifelong comedy wolves. And so I like that. I like that it's, I went up the other night after a woman who was pregnant. Like, I like that it's like, yeah, women are allowed to do both and yeah. fucking crush. Yeah. Well, there's that. All right, whatever. I'm over it. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you ready? I'm ready to I'm ready to talk about anything other than my body. <laughs> All right. Explaining an unusual situation. Hi, Eliza and Emily. This does not have to be anonymous. Kate. So this is Kate. Long-time fan of the Great. pod. I know you wanted names. Kate is here to deliver. Her name's not Kate. Get it? Well, actually, her- I mean, Everyone's name could be Kate. Her email doesn't have Kate in it, but the, the reply does have Kate. All right. Well, we think you're Kate. Long-time All fan right. of the pod. Love seeing lies in D.C. twice and also in Hanover, Maryland, which TBH is not a real place. Ha ha. I'm ready to ask your help with how to explain an unusual situation to other people. You always do such a good job of laying things out clearly and demonstrating good boundaries, and I hope you can help me figure out how to do the same. Here's the deal. I, 40, and my fiancé, 38, are getting married later this year. 
We've been together for over five years and we do not live together, nor do we have any plans to in the immediate future, even after the wedding. What? We've both had previous long-term relationships where we lived with the person and we've both been living on our own for the past six or seven years. We just each want and need to have our own space, our own things, our own time alone, and we're fortunate that we can financially afford to keep two separate households. We are deeply in love, spend almost every weekend together, FaceTime every day, and make time for midweek dates when we can. We live about 40 minutes apart. This unusual situation fits us perfectly, and we see no reason to, quote, fix what isn't broken. So my question is this. How do I handle questions from well-meaning and or nosy friends and family about where we are going to live after we get married? There's an assumption, of course, that we will move in together somewhere, and that's just not the plan for us now. Maybe not ever. I struggle to find a simple way to explain the situation without inviting further questioning, and if I'm honest, I'm pretty self-conscious about it and worried about people thinking we're weirdos, LOL. Thanks for your help, and congrats, on your new baby. Kate. Well, the question everybody is thinking, so I'll just say it is, why are you getting married? Taxes, I assume. Mm, she says we're deeply in love. Well, yeah, like, they are, they're in love, but I mean... Oh, you're always here to defend, like, personal sexual choices. <laughs> sexual you're always here to defend. No, I just, I think it's like, if you can afford to, I feel like living 40 minutes away is kind of like, that's 45 minutes, that's too far away. But if you can afford two houses, you like it. It's, it's just like if they were just dating and never got married, but also they're getting the tax benefits. Why not? I'm just here to give the voice to the voiceless. In this case, it's people listening who have no direct line to our podcast vocally. I'm just saying that's what people are thinking. Yeah, well, that's what everyone's thinking. That's why she needs to answer them. Okay, sometimes you sound like a chicken. Because of how high it goes or the the intonation. So it's the the high. It's the height of your voice. The height height and width of my Uh, voice. I can't. (laughs) It's the girth of your voice. (laughs) I have never heard of that before, but I will file this under the category of our choices, our business. And, you know, you're saying it's making you insecure. I guess my question is why? Because is it insecure or is it that like, is it like with me with the pregnancy body thing where you're like, I just don't want to give you an answer. Is it insecure? Because insecurity is rooted in like, you feel like there's a wrong there that you can't help or something that's perceived as wrong that you can't help, or something you wish you could change. So let's, I wish I had that answer from you. But for now, you know, I know the feeling when someone asks you stuff and you just don't, you're like, I don't owe you an answer and I don't want to lie and I don't care. Like you want to be authentic, but what you're doing is non-traditional and that comes with the pains of questions in the choice that you're making. So when someone's like, where are you guys going to live? You can just be like, we're still figuring it out. And then they'll be like, oh, well, you got to try Silver Springs. And then you'll just be like, yep, still figuring it out. I mean, the other version is you just, you just deal, you're hopefully only talking to people you're close to and you can be like, we're actually going to stay for a while living separately and figure it out from there. And it is weird, but you're not hurting anyone. And that's all there is to it. You just got to be okay with that bothering people. Yeah. And you got to be okay with the questions because it's, 
an, an unorthodox thing to do. Well, it's one step up from people who have separate bedrooms, which I also think is kind of genius. Like if you have the space, if you have the money, I mean, yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't want to live closer to each other just to be able, like it would, yeah. imagine how cool it would be to just be like neighbor in the same neighborhood. And then you can like go back to your house. Like I want to kill you. I'm going to go back to my house for a little bit. It does definitely change the dynamic in terms of maybe in a good way that you're not forced to deal with certain things because you can go cool off at your own house. I don't know. It, I, if it's been working. Yeah, I mean, it's also billions of people get married and live in the same house and it's fine. And no one's, hopefully your temper isn't so volatile that one of the four rooms in your house, <laughs> one of your two separate houses isn't enough for you. But whether it is inviting someone else into the bedroom, having children, not having children, adopting, whatever the choice is for you as a couple, I, I, you could always just put it off. Be like, we're not sure yet. We, we, we're not sure what to do with our houses yet. Then you have to deal with people giving you advice, but that might be the cleanest lie out of it. Yeah. If you really want to be bold about it, like I could see some women just being like, we've just chosen to live separately and it works for us. Yeah. And hopefully you say that with enough definitive punctuation that people are like, okay, they will think you're weird, but who cares? You have to not care. Yeah. I'd be interested to know after you get married, like in three years, if we solve this podcast, I'd like you to write back and tell me what you ended up doing. <laughs> Put a reminder in your calendar. I just never heard now. that before. No, but it's like, like it, oh, you know who had that in a way? Carrie and Big. Sarah Jessica Parker. And yes. She had to share. She had to. He then she sold the apartment, and then she was very unhappy. She should have kept because her apartment. He died. Well, because he died during a Peloton ad. Yeah, she should have kept her apartment. She loved that apartment. No, she did at first. She was like, I just go there sometimes. And I know the apartment represented her independence <laughs> and she's perennially single. I get it. But uh, Carrie was a bitch, as we all recall. So don't be that, Kate. Don't be Carrie. I I think people are, if you just say like, oh, we. I think you're right that the, the delivery matters. If you're like, living apart really works for us. We'll see what happens versus like, well, I think we're going to stay in separate houses. Is that strange? I don't know. Like then people are no, like, are it, you okay? Well, you're not asking, you're telling. Right. But I don't think, I don't think your issue is telling. I think there's something else there. You're like, how do I not feel bad about it? Like, you're wanting me to tell you, like, here's the sassy thing. You fire back. I don't have one because I've never heard of it before. But, you know, there is the version where you're just like, we both were in crazy relationships. And right now living apart is the is as getting married. It's tough because, like, you're getting married, but you're still taking it slow. <laughs> this is just what works. And, and people just have to fucking get over it. Yeah, I think the only time that I would judge it like, I might talk to somebody about it. Like, do you know they have separate houses? Oh, like, yeah. Like, I would judge it. Like, why are they doing that? That's bad. Is If you had kids, I think that would be very complicated unnecessarily. Well, they're but, not. Right. So That's... who cares? Like, well, you who know cares? What? Live, live in separate houses and, and buy... You can both buy tickets to see me in different territories. <laughs> well, then they get to have their own decor. Like, you get to choose everything in your house and it's not a compromise. Uh, there's no compromise. It's whatever the woman wants. Right. So now this man gets to have his own house. He doesn't care. <laughs> no man, no straight man is like, I need my own house because I need to decorate it <laughs> my way. No women, no girls. No girls allowed. It's not the Barbie movie. What was it? The Macho Dojo? Uh, Dojo. 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 Oh, Mojo Dojo. Mojo Dojo right, Casa House. So gross. Very gross. So gross. So gross. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I'm busy and this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby, I'm back to work, I'm at meetings, I'm on tour, I'm running around and I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Hello, Eliza and Emily, longtime fan of your stand-up, a day one listener to the pod. I finally have a question for you guys. My question is on clashing parenting styles. I am a single 28-year-old mom to an 8-year-old boy, and I'm dating a single 32-year-old dad who has a 6-year-old girl. I'm a young parent, had my son at 20, and with that, I'm a pretty strict parent in fear of more judgment than I already get. My son is wonderful. He has always been great in public spaces. <laughs> I love that because it's not like how you talk about a dog. He's great in public spaces. 
Not great with other dogs. He will bite. Get your cakey little hands off of me. Even when he's having a bad day, we're able to get through it in a relatively calm manner. I should also note that I'm the only parent I don't share custody. I have my son 100% of the time. My boyfriend is nearly the exact opposite type of parent. He is the fun dad who has his daughter 50% of the time and tries to make that time enjoyable. His ex and him don't have a great relationship, and it sounds to me that they are both trying to be the fun parent with little discipline happening on either end. This does lead to some meltdowns with things don't go her way that I have never had to deal with in my own parenting. Think crying so loud the cops show up level. The six-year-old. We are getting more serious, and with this, I have started to panic about our clashing takes on parenting. I understand why he parents this way and try not to parent shame him mentally. He loves his daughter so much and the relationship they have is great, but I see a child who has little structure and doesn't like being told no. My parenting is not perfect, but I have what I consider the benefit of not sharing custody, so my parenting is the only parenting I deal with for my son. As we get more and more serious, I know her behavior will make me anxious to be around in fear of one of these epic meltdowns. The future with a potential stepdaughter who is so different from my son is something I'm trying to grapple with and could use the help of some wise, opinionated ladies. Love you guys and appreciate the help. Hope to see you, Eliza, when you're in New England. I bought tickets the last five years, but I've never been able to actually make it to the show. If you see an empty seat next time you're in the area, know it was probably mine. What are you doing? What happens to you? She's being a single parent. There's literally no time to do anything else, and I... But she's you. buying um, the ticket and giving you the money anyway and just leaving. Moms do more. I like how she's like, I love your, I love both of your takes on it as two women who have never had to deal with anything even close to this. Um, well, it's interesting because your son is eight, so he's two years older than her. And, you know, there is the worry that her behavior will rub off on him, but he's older. So he has the chance to be like the older brother. This... God, if it were the other way, like you see men all the time. It's usually men who don't have kids that are like, I don't want to deal with a woman and her brats. You know, this might be a deal breaker. It might be a deal breaker having to be around. It it also, the fact that it's a little girl, it's not about competing with her, but like you're both women. There's like a oh, so you get to be a spoiled brat and I've just got to be quiet. And if I say anything, I'm the evil stepmom. Part of you is like, I've had to deal with it rough. I've been a single mom and I managed to discipline my kid. You want to do the guy thing. Full disclosure, I think in my relationship with Noah, like I'm the fun dad. (laughs) But she needs that discipline and kids actually crave that. And he is probably not capable of giving that to her, nor does he know how to do it, nor does he want to do it. You don't want to do it. But more importantly, you don't want to hear this kid fucking complain when you're hanging out. You're like, my kid doesn't do that. A, you're lucky and that he doesn't. And because even the best of us have kids that do stuff like that. But B, that is as a result of your quote unquote strict parenting, which you had to do to be strong because you were a single mom. You don't want to fucking deal with it. And so what you need to say to him is like, I, I don't know if you guys love each other, but I love you. And this little girl needs a parent. She doesn't need someone that's just going to give her candy and cookies and whatever she wants. It would be one thing if the mom were really strict or if the little girl showed, and this isn't about the kid being bad or trashing the kid. This is about her learning at a very young age, the rules. And I don't know that you have the energy to parent two kids and start from scratch with that one. And so I appreciate being a single mom that you want a partner. 
and that you'd love to blend your families, but you don't want to sign up for this kid that you get anxious around every time they come over. So it's either come to Jesus with the dad or this isn't the relationship for you. Because it's not like she's 16 and you can't really say much and like it's kind of, everything's kind of set in stone. It's hard. Sierra like was like going monkey crazy at a restaurant yesterday and I, it was it was really, really hard. I called my friend that I was with and, and I was like, I, I don't know what happened. She had some pancake syrup and I had some root beer and we were both on, and then I thought I lost my wallet. Like, I don't know what happened to me. And she was like, my friend was like, the anxiety you're feeling right now is literally how I feel 24 hours a day. So don't worry about it. <laughs> but it's fucking hard and exhausting. And especially when a kid is losing, you're like, fine, here, whatever. I'm trying not to say the F word, which I did. She repeated it. <laughs> I, you, I, you don't want to sign up for this. This guy can't be this amazing. Also, that's a personality flaw. If he's unwilling to hear from a woman that he trusts and loves that like this kid, if he's unwilling to parent his kid. It has to be a very serious conversation before you ever move in together or get married because the problem is not just that you're a single parent, that he's not active, but that there is, I mean, an ex-wife involved. Like in any of these situations, there is a third party who has say in how that kid is parented and that's going to conflict. I mean, my I remember going on vacations with my parents' friends, family, and they bought their kids everything. Their kids would scream and they would buy them toys and food. And I'd be like, what? This sucks. So I'd be like, do I get that stuff? My parents are like, no, absolutely not. Like there are going to be but little they wouldn't, differences. That would be as an aside. Like you weren't doing it in front of them. You don't want to be this woman that in front of that daughter is like to your son, like see, right. see how yeah. she's crying. We don't do that. Like you're already parenting your kid. You don't want to parent his kid by proxy and you don't want to parent your kid through the lens of that kid. It's just a lot. And yeah. he probably, he'll either two things, either he'll hear you and be like, you're right. Or he'll get offended. But honestly, even if he hears you, I just want to put this out there. Like, do you want to be this like disciplinary and constant reminder? Like, remember Greg, we talked about what we would say to her because she's going to start to resent you. Right. And you will begin to parent both of them. And at 28, that is not a hot feeling. I don't like this guy for you. I Sorry. wonder, I think in, in any conversation you have, what what is the outcome you want? Do you, or that you can see like in five years, do you see you get married and you and he agree that there is more discipline in the little girl's life and less in your son's life? Do you agree that you stay together, but neither of you ever says anything to the other one's kid? Like you, what is your ideal outcome for how, if you blended your families, that would work in terms of parenting? Because that is a big piece of it. And his ex-wife is part of that. And also- Whatever decisions you make in your relationship, he needs to show you that change before you move forward. You need to see it. You need to see a change in that little girl because you also don't know your role. And moreover, I don't think you want to. I don't think you want to be like, you know, Aurora, put that down. Now go to your room. Like you will very quickly become the bitch. And I promise you the ex-wife is going to be like, I don't want your 28-year-old girlfriend parenting my little girl. I feel bad for this little girl because she's caught in a divorce and no one is actually parenting her. Right. And I know you're going to be like, no, it's not that they're really good parents. No, she's annoying. They'd both rather that their kid like them than that they do right by their kid. Not even that. They'd both rather just not deal with it. So if what gets her to stop screaming is she gets whatever she wants and you don't have to endure it, great. I mean, look, we all think that we do a great job at parenting and everyone else is fucking up. We all think that. And there, I'm sure, are moments, and I'm sure she would agree that your kid lost it and someone else saw it and they were like, oh, wow, you know? 
but overall, you the proof is in the pudding in how well-behaved your child is. Or your kid's a nightmare, <laughs> and you don't know that. Or your kid's so scared. But yeah, but I don't... Uh, have you seen Iron Claw? The way no. that... Like, oh. There's like no love. Like everything the dad says, they're like, yes, sir. The dad's like, you're going to wrestle. He's like, absolutely, sir. And I'm like, that's what I want for my kid. <laughs> you're going to start a little wrestling family or a little stand-up family where you all go no, out just, together on the road. Sarah can open for me. No, just whatever <laughs> I say, she's like, yes, ma'am. How high? <laughs> anyway, I don't like this guy for you so far. He sounds like a child. And at 28, you've already grown up so fast. By the way, I appreciate the math earlier. You're like, you're like I'm 28. My son is eight. I had him when I was 20. For those of you fucking idiots who can't count, because guess what? I disciplined my son. He can count real high. (laughs) Real, real high. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet. Well, introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. And they have fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state of the art laundering facility. Plus, the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, "Mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, a few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. All right. Am I? I don't like him him for you. All right. Am I being dramatic? Help, LOL. Hi, love the pod. Wednesdays are the best because the podcast comes out right to the question. Am I being too dramatic about this situation? I, 28, female, have a husband, 32, male, who has a coworker slash friend who is 28 to 30, male, unsure of his exact age. (laughs) Thank you for trying to guess. 
My husband is a good guy and will help people when they need it. His friend forgot to bring a towel to the gym and had to go to work after. And we live close to the gym and he asked my husband if he could bring him a towel. My husband brought him one of our towels and he hasn't returned it. And it's been over six weeks. He's asked his friend multiple times about it, but he never has returned the towel. My husband thinks I should let it go, but it's really bothering me that this guy borrowed something of ours and hasn't given it back. Now, here's more context. He broke three golf clubs during one round of golf. Could you please? My husband knows more about cars than him, and she's a starter on this guy's truck for free. My husband went out of his way to pick him up to get his truck, 30 minutes to his house, 30 minutes back to where he needed to go. This friend showed up to our Thanksgiving potluck and then another Sunday football potluck, both at our house, without food and ate the food we and other people cooked. I don't really talk to him because I don't like him. Also, my husband is his supervisor at work, so that kind of complicates the situation. I don't think my husband would be friends with him if he didn't work with him. I've told my husband this. He kind of shrugs it off, but I hate seeing him being taken advantage of. Knowing this about the friend, am I being dramatic about demanding our towel back. I guess I am. But how do I get over my husband being friends with an absolute man-child with no manners besides therapy? Makes me irrationally angry. I would like to not feel like this. Wondering what yours and Emily's take Mm. is. Keep up the great work on the pod. Love the plus one-hour episodes lately. Thanks, Courtney. Another name. Another name. Courtney. (sighs) So far, Kate and Courtney are the most ascalized listener names on the earth. Courtney, listen. I, I see you. Yeah. <laughs> I get you. I if there is one person on this earth who understands exactly how you feel and will go to war over the smallest thing, <laughs> I get it. I don't think it's that you're being dramatic. I think this is especially as a woman, I'm just someone who like there's little things just get me. Like if you say you're going to send me an email and you don't and I'm just like where's the like if it has something I need, I'm like why why can't you just send it? Like why can't you I would send it. The towel thing. Look, we've talked about this on the podcast before, how a lot of men are feral animals that have no responsibilities. <laughs> I knew what you were going to say. The second you said potluck, I was like, he didn't bring anything. And I've talked about how into my late 20s, early 30s, I would have male friends that just would bring like six loose Bud Light limes or nothing or just show up with some bullshit thing of chips with the price tag on it. Like there's no woman there to civilize them. They don't write thank you notes. They don't call to cancel. Like there are certain things men, and I know every guy of the six of you listening is like, I do those things. Okay, then this isn't you. But by and large, there are certain things in our society that men are just sort of excused from not knowing. And if you were a girl with all guy friends, they wouldn't care if you did that stuff. But as we get older, especially as we couple up, like there's just civilized ways to be. You, if it's a matching set, you might just need to go. I found a lot of freedom lately in just replacing the thing. Then I don't have to think about it. You already don't talk to him. You will just tell your husband he's not welcome anymore. You can't invite him. The least you can do is not allow him to your house. Your husband doesn't need to be inviting uh, employees who work for him, like that he supervises over. What Emily? I, dying. She said. She said employee, and Emily's like, "Let me at it." Don't, I love being employed. I'm really. I, you just, okay. This is number one. Yes, this man is just thoughtless, but I really think that there's an extra layer of um, malice here, and that this man. Can you? Okay, this man asking for a towel is asking his boss to drive to the gym and bring him a towel. That 
That's what, such a weird what's going power on here? play of like. Are they dating? I, are, are they having an affair? Either it's an affair or this guy's just like, what can I get my boss to do? Look at what I can get him to do. He came mm. from his house with his towel to me. At the, they weren't working out together. He wasn't like, hey, man, when you come meet me, can you bring a towel? This is, your husband drove to work because his employee said jump and he said how high. I don't like that at all. That's beyond That's like, interesting. I, I don't like it. There's something, there's something off here. I don't know if I sense that. I'm the first person to be like this person doing something awful on purpose. There is some sort of power dynamic. Is this guy like really good looking? Oh, is he or really used cool? to people doing this? Really younger cool? and he cooler. Cool? Yeah. Is your husband kind of a schlub? Like there might be like, oh my God, I've always been kind of a loser and this quarterback finally likes me. It's kind of like at the office, how like Michael always wanted to be friends with Jim and do cool things with Jim and how, or I'm sorry, Ryan, like he thought Ryan, BJ Novak's character who was not cool, thought he was so cool, always wanted to hang out. So something's going on or your husband likes him a little bit more. You're saying your husband's a nice guy. So maybe this guy is taking advantage of it. You can't live your husband's life for him. And you don't want him to be like left in the lurch, but you can't just be like, he's not invited over. Yeah. I think also like my, I, my dad is always like helping people with stuff. I'm always like, why? What have they ever done for you? What are any of these people? If you called them from the side of the road, none of these people are coming to pick you up, but you're going to go help them with whatever. But well, he, he, your husband, guess what? Your husband needs to buy you a new towel. If he's not going to ask the, for it well, back. If your finances are combined. There's really, <laughs> I found like no joy in your husband buying you something. You're like, we both pay for <laughs> Stuff. <laughs> I mean, I guess it, but that, that mentality. He, he needs to replace what he gave away. Sure. That mentality is more reserved for like, my husband's got money. I can't touch. I need a gift. But yeah, if it's, if it's a hole in your collection, if it's making the guest bathroom look weird, something, I want to know more. God, please follow up, Courtney. I want to know more about, give us his name so I can look. <laughs> um, or here's the other side. This guy's a fucking lost cause loser and your husband sees that and it's like this guy actually like once you see the soft underbelly of someone like oh they went through something they lost someone they try really hard if this were your friend we all have that friend you know that maybe is like a loser and you're just like but I see the good in them and that's okay and maybe if he gave you a chance to see that or he's the lovable loser we all have that friend in college that was like always broke always fucking up but you're like oh Oh, we love you, Richard. So get to the root of it. Let us see his Instagram. I don't want to get too involved because I have my own family in life. Let us see if this man is hot. (laughs) That's really the root of it. There's this movie right now called Past Lives. It's it's a Korean movie and um, some of it's in English. And it's all about this girl who's married now, but this guy from her past like reaches out to her because they were friends when they were little. And it's about like where you come from and your and the, the country you come from originally and like what could have been your life and were you guys like meant to be whatever. I, I don't love the movie and I, I went to a screener of it. The whole thing hinges on the fact that this guy is fucking hot. Right. If you had someone reaching out from your childhood 20 years later who was ugly, you'd be like, uh, block, right. move on. I changed Fucking my call number. the police. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just like, <laughs> past lives is just because the guy was hot. It's the only reason you're talking to like, a 35-year-old Korean student while you're happily married living in New York. Okay. So, something else is going on there. And and we need to know. 
But yeah, the guy's just a fucking turd. If he has to come to a potluck, assign him something. Be like, okay, bring ice. Yeah, it's tough because you don't want to know him. So you were. Not, it's not like you guys are all friends and you can text him and be like, and, and right. how come on the fly I can never think of human names and scrawn, bring some chips. And then he just won't. And then it very quickly becomes like, why is your wife so, so uptight? Why is your wife a bitch? Like you don't want to be involved, but I like that you don't talk to him. Sometimes yeah. it's all you can do is just be like, I don't acknowledge that person. Like you're a child and we're adults. Replace the towel, even if you have to buy it, and it will it will help you feel a little bit better. The towel's gone. It helps if you're if <laughs> the only time it helps to t- have your husband buy something is when your finances are separate and the husband has more money. <laughs> I have a friend of mine had this gorgeous diamond tennis bracelet, and I was like, "That's beautiful." She was like, "It was my push present." Now. I'm from the South where they have those and she's from like Alabama originally and her husband is definitely not um, from another country. But I was like, oh, and they, they have a lot of money. And I was like, it's, I couldn't decide in my mind and I brought it up, to, not brought it up to Noah, but I just, I mentioned the idea of a push present because it's not, there's no way a liberal secular humanist from Santa Monica knows what a push present is. And he was like, I was thinking we could go, Noah was like, I think we could go really nice sushi dinner for your birthday slash push present. And I was like, you know what? I actually hate hearing you say push present. Don't say it. It doesn't work unless we're like at your dad's country club. Yeah. Uh, And it's also like there's, I can't tell if it's incredibly feminist to be like, of course you should be compensated for your time off work and your body being ripped in half. Here's a gift. But when your finances are combined or you make more than your husband... (laughs) I'm like, cool. Now you just bought me an emerald and like now I have to (laughs) pay all the groceries. So it's antiquated, but feminist at the same time. Anyways, if your husband gave you a push present, good for you. (laughs) I bought myself, I think I was buying myself some boots. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll get that nice dinner. Yeah, that'll be nice. There you go. Leveled up on hearing. Hearing my very liberal hippie husband say push present would be like hearing your hyper conservative husband like use Yiddish. <laughs> like it just didn't fit. Right. All right. Hi, Liza and baby arm. I need serious big sister energy advice urgently. I broke up with my boyfriend of six years in December. Long story attempted to be short. I'm a 28 year old. This is our third 28 year old turning 29 in February. Gay man. And all through 2023, my relationship with my now ex was on a downward spiral. After fighting for the relationship for the better part of a year, listening to the podcast and returning to therapy, I finally put my big boy pants on, sat him down to talk for like the sixth time, and ultimately decided to call things off as I was feeling neglected and more single than in a relationship. Mm. Now, here's where I need the big sister advice. I thought that- So hot. (laughs) So fucking hot. I thought that after a year of mulling over this decision, I'd have less trouble moving on. There are days where I'm like, hell yeah, I'm a single man. And then there's days where I'm like, oh no, I'm single. Cry, cry. I've been on one date since and had a lot of fun, but I personally don't think it'll go anywhere. My friends tell me I'm a catch when I feel low and that I'm cute, but my self-esteem and dating life feel extremely low and dry AF. I don't know what to do. I'm on dating apps, but if I do match, I'd say 95% of them never result in a convo. I don't know if it's me, the way I set up my apps, a combination of it, or just poor dating culture. I also tell myself I should take a break from dating and be with myself for a while, but I want to be out there dating. 
I seriously use some external sisterly advice as my older siblings have passed away and it's hard to talk to them as a result. Oh, no. Oh, no. That does make it hard to talk to them. If it helps, I attached a pic (laughs) of the pics I have on my profile. Love you both in the pod. If it isn't too much, can we hear from Hot Scotty? Just a small hi so we can know he's still here. And then like the little face with the big eyeballs, like, please, Scotty. Thank you. Your surrogate gay little bro, Andrew. So let me show you his pictures. Hey, hold on, hold on. Scott, hit him with the good stuff. Hello, world. Thank you so much, Andrew, for the shout out. I appreciate it. Goodbye. That was real nice, Scott. Real good stuff. First of all, you're adorable. Um, I'm looking at your nice pictures. Nails. Yeah, well, I guess the question is, what kind of guy do you want to attract? Ooh. Because none of these pictures are particularly compelling. Mm. Um, And I'm not saying this, I mean, I'm a straight woman who dates, but like, if you look at these pictures, one picture, your face is covered, so you're showing this like funny, like goose sweatshirt. Like if you're quirky, be quirky, but- I would say these pictures, the one, this app shows like kind of puts the top one, the one that performs the best at the top, which is face and part of your like torso. Most of these, you're so far away. No one can see your face when they're scrolling. Like you're so far away. You're by a car. You're in the dark. Like take a few nicely lit portrait mode shots of yourself in the set. Like have a friend help you. Take some nice shots of your face. These also, yeah, they're all from like, there's one, the one that's close of your face, you're kind of squinting. Then you're making a kissy face. I don't know your personality, but the question is like, who are you trying to attract and what? What's the vibe you're trying to put out there? And it's okay if you don't know. And you might be a little clueless about online dating or lost. So you're just like, hey, I'm just a regular guy. And that's okay too. And don't put too many pictures because Uh you don't need to give them your whole life story um, but this is not so much about the pictures, to be honest. Right. This is, you said a year, but you also said you broke up in December. So it hasn't been a year. What did I miss? Yeah. Okay. Wait. So I guess, so all last year, these days, I thought after a year of mulling over this decision. Okay. So I think because last year they were having so many problems, he's kind of been, he's had six different conversations with him about, hey man, what are you doing? And I think he finally was like, I'm pulling the plug. We're ending this because it's been on life support for the last year. So I think over the last year, he hasn't been getting what he needed. So he's been effectively, he's felt single for the last year, but it's still, that's, you've only been actually single a month. Yeah, you haven't actually been single. Mentally, you were still tied to this person. You weren't seeing other people. So you were in a relationship. It was just a shitty one. Six years to be 28, six years is a long time. Yeah. And you are very much a different person now than you were going into that relationship. I hate when it's like, you just need to be single for a while because that's the world. Those are your friends being like, just chill out. You're like, well, I fucking am horny now and want a relationship (laughs) now. You may not be ready for one. Like mentally you were done with him, but you don't know. You will get the things that you want when you least expect it. And when you least expect it is when you truly are turning inward to satiate yourself and to do the things that make you feel good. And I get it. Look at 28, if I was ever single, if I was ever single, (laughs) I was, I I would walk, my friend would always make fun of me because like we'd walk into a bar, I'd look around, I'd be like, everyone here's a loser, let's go. And they'd be like, why can't we stay? I'm like, why are we wasting calories, time, and the wrinkles on our face with a bunch of, I don't want to just drink with anyone. And as a woman, you have to dole that out sparingly. I don't understand people like, let's just see what happens. 
But I think this is a great time to really, like, just like your dating profile, like, kind of doesn't say anything. And those are just the pictures. What do you want? You want to be with someone, but could it just be anyone? Do you want a husband? Do you want to travel? Do you, what do you want? Make a vision board, whatever. But, and I think this is also a great practice in holding those things near and dear to you because for six years, you didn't let those things come first. And eventually it got to be so painful and you stayed and you gave them chances. What do you want? You don't need to, this thing, and it's usually women do it. They're like, you know what? I'm taking a break from dating. When women do that, that is them saying to the universe, you want me to be lonely? Fine, I will take a break. Fine, don't send anyone my way. I'm not looking, I'm looking. Please look over here. Please give me someone. <laughs> you don't need any big declarations like when people take a social media break or, or giving up dating or I, I don't care about love. These things come from a hurt place. I, he's been single a month. He, you've already been on a date. I would say that's pretty solid. It's been like, because there was the holidays, people were out of town. You've already gone on a date and it was fine. Good. Like you're already putting yourself out there. That's exactly what you need to be doing. You're you're fine. Yeah. You don't have a biological clock. You don't have a short shelf life like a woman. You might be the kind of guy that wants to be, I mean, we don't. We have a shorter shelf life than men do. Enjoy being a man. <laughs> but... <laughs> Get to know yourself a little bit outside of this relationship because right now, for the last six years, yourself has been just reacting to this person mm -hmm. and being in this survival mode. So be a, look around, look for hookups, look for someone to date, but make yourself the priority and yeah. don't put up with bullshit. Yeah. That's all I can tell you. And change some of those pictures. That one in front of... Was it STX or something? In I front think of that it was Six the Musical. Because at first I was like, is this a bunch of pictures from Vegas? And I was like, no, I think it's a musical. But I want your face. I don't care where you've been. Okay, we're not. Also, show me your face. Put some friends in those pictures. Not hotter than you, but like, it looks like you're like, I'm alone. Can someone, can I, you're a Chinese tourist. Will you take a picture of me? You do fun things. Like have each picture represent a facet of your life. Mm. There's yeah. one of you that's a nicely lit picture in front of like some white wall tires. Like, do you like cars? If not, don't pose in front of a car just because it's cool. Mm -hmm. It's weird. It gives off the like, I hope people think this is my rented Lamborghini. Each picture, you want the quirky one where you're doing a, like a peace, peace sign. sign. I would take it down because it's not 2010, but okay. You're showing your nail polish. Okay. Each thing should show something that you like doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, get that face in there. Yeah, all these blurry, faraway shots. It's like people are swiping fast. Get, get it looks like a photo sunlight. you sent your husband on 90 Day Fiance. Because <laughs> like there's no like real photographs available in your area. Right. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Eliza and AIA crew. I need your help. I, 41 female, work in an office that's about 80% men. And I've been there for about seven years. I work on an administrative support team that supports engineers, most of whom are men. I like it most of the time. I work okay with my boss, 41 male, and I absolutely love my coworkers. The problem, I noticed lately that my boss and some other men at the office will use the phrase, now don't get mad if I respond that something is not my responsibility or if they make a mistake that affects me. For example, my boss forgot to ask me to send out a spreadsheet to upper management. And then when I was asked about it in a meeting, he said, oh, my bad, that was your job, but I forgot to tell you, don't get mad. I've also had some of the men say, I see I've made you mad when I disagree with them. 
I chalk it up to gaslighting bullshit since I'm actually not mad. I'm just disagreeing or being assertive, usually in a very pleasant way. My question, what is a good comeback for the don't get mad statement? I've thought about don't get incompetent, but that's unprofessional. Mm, that sounds, no, <laughs> no, but that sounds mad. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. And if you could play the hot Scotty song this episode, it would make my whole morning. A lot of Scotty love. Aaron in California. Go for it. Just do it. Hot Scotty number one. Number one, hot Scotty. Hot Scotty number two. Number two, hot Scotty. Well, you're talking about don't get mad. It sounds like it's on email and it's in person. Uh, in person. It is this like factory setting on men to assign that a woman is angry if you, and it sounds like they're fucking up. Mm -hmm. Like, no, don't get mad. Part of me is like, okay, is it like, I say it to people all the time. Like, please don't be mad. I did this awful thing. So, and I would just be careful in email because everyone can infer a tone. Cause in email, you could read it like, don't get mad. I didn't send it like, but enough of them are doing it. You know, you don't want to get into a conversation because in person you want to be like, is this a thing that you guys say to women that you work with when you're nervous you messed up? <laughs> like, what? You'd be like, oh, it's just this like weird hive mind thing that you guys say. You know, like you don't want to get into it because then you will get mad. And you also, ugh, it's that thing where you're like, I'm not mad. They're like, mm, really? You seem mad. I'm trying to think if I just clear my mind. It's, Someone's like, I didn't do it. Don't get mad. You're just like, I think. Okay, don't get. Def oh, how about? I'd be like, I'm not, but you're being really defensive. I I think the tone is the whole thing. Like when you just reply, like, I'm not. Uh, why? What about your thing, Eliza? What? Why would you think I would be mad? Why would you think I'd be mad? Is very good. Don't get defensive. You have to keep the calm, tone so tell even. <laughs> okay, calm down. No one's mad telling them to calm down because that's what women are always like. If you talk, you know, don't be a bitch. <laughs> I had such a pang as you said that, like when you told me, when you said calm down, it felt directed at me. And I was like, because it really does make you go, I am calm. But it it is an unpleasant thing to be told to be when calm. someone did mess up. Uh, in email, you could just be like, not mad, Dash, just really need this from you. Mm, yeah, keep it just very really need short. This. So, so that we can get this done. Mm-hmm. Not mad, uh, not mad, not even making it about you, just trying to do what's right for the team. Like always bringing it back to like, just trying to complete this. If you freight, you know, but I, I like the, um, I would keep it all verbal. Yeah. Uh, it's tough because men, some people don't even realize, it's not vicious, like they don't even realize the kinds of things that they say. And because it's not even about you being mad. What it speaks to is like, you're a woman, please don't show emotion because that makes us feel weird as men. We right. don't really like that you're here. They're like, I don't, I don't want to be in trouble. Please don't make me feel like you're my mom and I'm in trouble. That makes me feel scared. Even though, even though it's a little kinky and I secretly want it. <laughs> yeah, it is very different. Because if, if a guy's male boss is mad at him, he's not like, oh no, I've disappointed mommy. He's just like, oh, fuck that guy. I mean, there's also, you should be like, not mad, just really need you to get your shit together because <laughs> I, I just don't want you to, I don't want you to look bad. <laughs> Try, not mad, just trying to give you the respect of letting you know this so that it doesn't blow up everything. Like, just keep always bringing it back to like, we are working together. Your personal feelings are none of, are not my problem. Right. Let's forget the reaction and every, and the fallout. Let's just talk about the thing that led us here, which is this needs to happen. 
Because what nobody has ever cared about is a woman saying, I'm not mad. Like, you know what? No one has ever believed, even if you're literally laughing. We, we live in a culture where it's like, LOL, why are you mad? LOL, I'm laughing so hard at you being awful. I just think it's funny. Like nobody actually says what they mean. Keep it off the email. Keep it in person. And then, yeah. 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 I don't. Or, I mean, if you really want to take it to the mat, if someone says that, you'd be like, I think there's nothing wrong with being like, every time somebody here makes a mistake, you say, don't get mad. Is that like a... Is that like a club thing? Do you guys, is it something you say because you don't know how to take accountability? I'm genuinely curious. Like you could, people don't like to be labeled uh, products of groupthink, but I wouldn't do any Can you put up a counter, put up on, put up, it has been seven days no. since someone last said, don't get mad. No, because it makes it look like you're mad. <laughs> you literally cannot defend yourself. No. And doesn't matter how calm you are. That's awful. No, because the problem is I don't think they're even doing it maliciously necessarily. I think they really right. just are like, oh, a woman, she must be mad at me. Like they're not, I don't I don't think they're doing it to, to hurt if you. If you really want to turn their world upside down, be like, why would it turn you on too much? No. And then just watch the, watch the blood drain to their boners. Kick it. Hey, Liza, I just started listening to your podcast and I'm hooked. My Navy husband introduced me to your elder millennial stand-up a few years ago. That is a different yes. pipeline than we usually get. I love that. Ever love since, that. you've been my favorite comedian. Go Navy. Let's cut the crap. I'm a 36-year-old female. I come from a family of five children. To make the story of our family dynamic short, my father came into the marriage to my stepmother with three children, including me. My stepmother brought her spoiled son and they had my half-brother, who is even more rotten. You could say that I am a jealous sibling, but other people outside the family have seen favoritism with both of her sons over us three. They have been handed everything from childhood sports, singing lessons, guitar lessons, name brand clothing, to now a brand new truck, bills paid, college paid. We three did not receive the same treatment. Mm. Honestly, I'm glad because we turned out to be hard workers, where in comparison, they turned out to be lazy, entitled, quote, struggling artists, aka still sucking the tit. Side note. They are now 24 and 34 years old, while the three of us are in our 30s, and all five children live outside my parents' home. Fast forward to Christmas 2023. We're all gathered at my parents' house, and the three of us notice that there are five stockings hanging, each one with my father, stepmother, <gasps> their dog, and you guessed it, my two bratty brothers' monograms. Where were our monogram stockings? To make things worse, the next morning we woke up and Santa had stuffed two grown men's stockings with goodies. Let's be clear. We don't want stuffed stockings. That was just the cherry on top. No, but, but are we assholes oh. for feeling excluded? I'm heated, Eliza. No. I'm so mad. I am not even Christian. And I'm like, where the fuck is their stocking? <laughs> Get them a stuff their stocking. No, that is nasty. Uh, you're, you're Look, we don't have to go. Your question is, am I being dramatic? The answer is no. No. You are not being dramatic. It would be different if the... Uh, Wait, one of them's a half. What's the other one? One is just the stepmother. Oh, the kid that she had. Yeah. Yeah. It would be different if those kids were cool. Then those kids would be like, hey, where are our sibling stockings? Like, you guys were all raised together. Yeah. It hurts. You are hurt because they got everything that you didn't. 
and the, it's not about making it up, but like, why have you over for Christmas? Right. Especially when one of them, one of them's 34. So it's not like these are like 15 year old kids and or you're like, like, where's mine? 22. Yeah. No, that 34. feels, is your stepmom, does she not like you? Is your dad one of these dads that like just needs a wife and like has no fucking clue what's going on? I need to know more about these parents. Because I, it, oh my God. I want to no know. No one's ever going to follow up. What about <laughs> my stalking? What about my follow-up stuffing my brain with facts? This one, okay, here's the thing. Because when you are oh my God. over, I want to know what's the vibe like. Like, are they treating you all the same? Or are they like, go go clean the floors, Cinderella's? Cinderella. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? But also, I feel like the dad probably realizing he just wanted a wife and he's yeah. going to be like, oh, I didn't buy this. Stuff. I don't know. Yep. Cindy handles that. I, I guess she didn't think you would want any, you know, she knows her baby she boy think, loves stockings and that it's. The or most- it'll be something weird. Like, well, last year you said you didn't care or last year you didn't say there, whatever. Obviously you got, did she say how old she was? There are uh, all three of the, the question asker siblings are in their thirties. Okay, so you guys are all like around the same age. No, that's fucked up because it's not about the stocking, which she will like try to gaslight you and make you think it's that. It's about not being included. It's like I always say, either you're stupid or you're in on it, right? Either that was deliberate and she was like, I'm just busy with my boys. I was trying to make a nice Christmas. No, that's weird. And it's it's tough because you'll bring it up to the dad. He'll be like, look, Suzanne does what she wants. I'll bring it up to her. It's sad that your dad didn't stick up for you. It's sad how men get. No, that's, you are not being dramatic, but you have to make a choice in how you handle it. They will label you as dramatic. I don't know what kind of relationship you have with the dad. Uh, And it is, you know, you don't want to hold this over their head, but next year you could be like, we didn't feel welcome. Now, everything else may have been nice. Yeah. And they're all staying there? What's the point? The whole point of Christmas is not family, but to wake up to a present, and then even a bad one. three uh, all sat there and watched your two brothers open their stockings and the dog got one and dad got one and mom got one. It's nasty. The fact that the dog had one what is did you unforgivable. Do when you were sitting no. there and the dog's opening his and your brothers are opening theirs, were you just sitting there like... Uh, writing well. down what they got. Yeah. We need more, but you are, that is outrageous. That's weird. How do you even approach? I think the problem right now is, so we know the stocking thing. I'm sure there's a million other little things, but each little thing you bring it up and it's like, oh, it's a stocking. Who cares? But it's like, no, it's what this represents on a deeper level. I don't know how you even bring that up without without, without just being dismissed on the basis of, oh, it's a stocking. You know, I was going to say that's evil stepmom shit, but I have to be honest. There are no evil stepmoms in this world without enabling flaccid, spineless dads. Yeah. Like even in Cinderella, like you knew that woman was a bitch. Like, did you guys just have the best sex ever and you married her anyway? (laughs) Women don't act like this if a man is like, you need to stop because you're just being mean for mean. So your dad is the person who needs to hear this. I I mean, I vote you, the three of you just sit him down and be like, it was really messed up. I would love to know her answer. It's not about the stocking. It's just about being treated like we're outsiders. So we don't need to come over. I just can't imagine That's being the 34-year-old man opening your stocking while three other adults are sitting there doing nothing. That's gross. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're going to say like, dad, how do you let Suzette do this? And he's going to give you the answer you don't want to hear, which is like, she rides me real good. Ugh. She makes me breakfast. 
And I get to I get to play with her big big fun fun bags. <laughs> <laughs> God, that's awful. I'm so upset. I'm so, I need a follow-up, please. Okay. I'm so invested in this because I need a, to know the rest. I'm putting Were a pictures? on this one. Yeah, you better write back. Okay, top of the cup. It's the top of the cup. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite, top of the cup. Uh, fan top. Hi, Eliza, Emily, Hot Scotty, Pets and Tree Frogs. First off, I took my mom to a show in Grand Rapids and it was amazing because done, it turned her into a huge fan. So now we can fangirl yes. together. My top of the cob, I've been working in commercial insurance marketing for nine years, basically doing the entire job for my openly abusive, racist, narcissistic, and sexist boss while he collects the commission. Thanks for a lot of therapy and a wonderfully supportive husband. I finally submitted my resume for my dream job and within three interviews over a week, landed it. They told me I was their top candidate from resume and interview one. Everything else was just a formality. My current boss offered me more money to work from home, to only work four days a week, et cetera. And I could confidently give her give a flat no because he can't afford me. The true top is regaining the confidence to recognize my own self-worth. Thank you for all that you do. Your podcast helps more than you know. Madeline. <laughs> You're like, I'll miss how racist he was, but it's time to move on. <laughs> Good for you. And you had the courage to do it and you saw what was out there and they were keeping you down. This goes for relationships, jobs, any station in life. If you can make the change. Right. There's always something else out there. And it's always yeah. better if you're willing to work for it. Good for you, Madeline. I sound like a self-help coach. <laughs> I, just, I think about times where it's been like, you don't want to go anywhere because what about here? I'm like, what about here sucks? So enjoy that. Good for you, Madeline. I love that. I hope other people heard that. Mm, you go. Uh, my top of the cob is because my mom is coming to stay with the cats. I have to really clean my house so I don't get bullied. Um, and it feels really good when I, I'm not, I'm not a filthy person. Like I don't have old food out, but I'm a cluttered person. There's just mm. things like magazines, mail, like paper stuff, you know, my bag, my coat on a hook, You're on a door a knob. Hoarder. You're a hoarder. You're a hoarder. So it's yeah. cluttered. So I had to pick everything up and kind of put it away to run the the vacuum. And it feels so good when you have lived in clutter to see that just clean, like wide open space of floor without yeah. like shoes in the middle and an old cardboard box you need to get rid of. It feels good. It does feel good. Cleaning is one of the only things you can do in this lifetime that produces immediate results of like dopamine results other than clicking through social media, which ultimately will feel bad. But cleaning is like you have the control. You can fix your environment. It changes your mood. Yeah. We're in the process of adding a room to our house and doing a bunch of stuff. And I don't, there's no part of my house that's like, I can't nest anywhere. I can't clean. So I'm just constantly reconfiguring Aww. the items in my bathroom. I'm like, this is my space. <laughs> my quiet space. What's your top? My Sierra here. Come here, Sierra. My top of the cob is um, Noah is shooting. Come here, baby girl. Noah is shooting this new cooking show. So he has all these incredible chefs coming over. That's cool. And he had this chef named Min Fan who had this restaurant in LA for a while called Porridge and Puffs, which was always slammed, just incredible. And it's like a woman's fantasy because you walk in and she would have jars of tinctures and pickled things and like it made you want to like have a root cellar. So yeah. she came over, made this incredible porridge, but she left us this... I'm talking. <laughs> Say something. Okay. Hi. She left us this incredible 
non-alcoholic, I'm just going to call it a sipper. And it's made from, it's a shrub. So it's persimmon and melon peels, carrot tops and peels that otherwise would have gone in compost, she said, made into a low acid vinegar and finished with marigolds. And I, you add water to it or you can put it in a dressing. It's like a concentrate. And it is the most scrumptious thing. Yes, it gives me heartburn, but <laughs> I've really found a lot of peace in pouring it into like a rocks glass and just, I keep diluting it with water. So there is that. So men just know you've brought this pregnant lady a lot of tasty joy. And I also enjoy like um, Gia. It's these non-alcoholic aperitivos. Like the world of non-alcoholic beverages has so evolved to where I really enjoy sucking down like three or four of them. I don't really miss getting drunk. Although every once in a while, I just hear this voice in my head that's like, vodka soda. You need a vodka soda with your friends. <laughs> Anyways, I've just enjoyed it because I, I like, I enjoy it knowing that there's no additional alcohol calories. I'm not doing something unhealthy and I get to have a sipper, I a Don Draper sipper. I can't imagine a more Noah food than an elevated porridge. Oh, it was out. I, I here. It was so elevated. I lack the culinary lexicon to even describe it. <laughs> like it was this, Willy Wonka, like nothing you tasted was what it was originally. Right. Like the tomatoes were fruity and the, the floral bergamot in an orange. It was just outstanding. And I sound like an idiot, but you can <laughs> check her out Porridge at Porridge and Puffs. Okay. Onto the bottoms. Bottom. My sipper was the top. Onto the bottom. Sipper is the top. Bottom fan. When you hit the unsubscribe button for a text or email distribution list and they send you that <gasps> one last you've been successfully unsubscribe message, it's like they want to say, fuck you. You're not going to get the last word on us. I mean, goddamn. Oh. I just said I don't want to hear from you anymore. And you're sending me another message? Dip dicks. XOJK. Oh. What I think is worse is when they're like, it'll take two to three weeks. You're like, why? <laughs> why? It's not being submitted to like a network of squirrels that have to like run it up a tree. I also, I thought you were going to say when you unfollow, even though you said unsubscribe, someone on Instagram, and then it shows you that they're following you. You're like, oh no. My bottom of the cob is now it's cold. That cold When it's cold outside, it's nighttime. You've done something fun. And then you have to walk out to your car in the cold. And you know that you have to make it from the, the place to the car and then from the car back into your own home when you get home. And it feels like a daunting trek. Yeah, wouldn't know. Live in LA, but that is... Having to go out in the cold is... People have been talking about it for centuries. I think out in the cold is actually a metaphor. <laughs> That's when, like, you get cut off if you're a spy, right? They're like, you're do we're done with you. you you're, you've been burned. You're out in the cold. My bottom of the cob is... This was very frustrating today. I had to be with Sierra all morning. Not being able to just sit with her because it's always like, I have to pee. I'm out of water. I need to get more coffee. Oh, let me go get my shoes. Like it's never just uninterrupted. And I feel bad. I'm always like, can you just wait here? Mommy's got to go do something. Like I want her to have that time. And I, I, I think that's just being human, but just constantly... It's not even just her, like this podcast. I'm like, well, I got to get a snack. Now I got to get a thing. I got to plug it in. I hate plugging in <laughs> fucking Apple computer, the giant fucking brick chargers they come with. There's, everything is a gauntlet. It's never just seamless. Let me get my water. Get my thing. Oh, I dropped it in the bathroom. Oh, there's a toilet paper. It's just, it's enough already. It's enough already. I just need, a, I'll never get a Stanley. And I do think the, the water tumbler I have is too small. But I'm not an asshole. I'm not walking around with a gallon jug. I'm not 
cut and wait. Yeah. I just, I just feel bad. I'm always like, just wait one second. Just hang out with her in the bathroom. That's what I do with my cats. I just sit, I just sit on the toilet. They stare at me. It's our best bonding time. We do that. She comes with me. I go with her. (laughs) But I've taught her when she's like, got to take a dump. I'm like, mommy's giving you your privacy. But it's really just so I can check my phone. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Um, For the uh, six of you interested, because that's about how many tickets are left, I'm going to be at the Montalban Theater in L.A. in May. But the tickets went pretty fast. But, you know, we saved some VIP tickets, so they're there. And we have uh, a really fun tour announcement coming up in the next few weeks, uh, letting you guys know about that fall tour. So uh, know if I saw you, if I went to your city in 2023, I will not be back in that city. That's not how it works. But if I, if you feel I missed your major city, chances are it's on the lineup. I'm not going to make any promises now, uh, but we have it all set. Trust me, it's been being worked on for a very long time. And I look forward to seeing all of you. Please follow up. Don't just take our advice and run. We have some, some of you owe us some answers about your shitty families. So uh, <laughs> Christmas, stocking. So let us know. Uh, do not DM me your questions. That's not how this works. Send them to, where can they send them to, Emily? They can DM at Ask Eliza, but even better is when they email the email address, which is askelizapodcast at gmail.com because then it's threaded. It's easier to follow up. You won't get cut off, but don't write so much that you get cut off. Thread it. At Founders Brewing Company, we set out to create a beer that lets you embrace the unconventional. Mortal Bloom is a radiantly beautiful, hazy IPA that will wrap your taste buds with intense citrus and tropical notes of pineapple and mango. Coming in at 6.2% ABV with big aromatics and no bitterness, it's the perfect beer, if we do say so ourselves. Visit foundersbrewing.com to find Mortal Bloom Hazy IPA.